I'm recording. I'm recording too. We're so in sync. <laughs> yes. We're we're much more in sync than Backstreet Boys. All right. Yes. Welcome guys. Welcome. Welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name's Andrea. And I'm Sally. And we are here to talk about season four, episode eight, process stories. Yep. Oh dang. That's us. <laughs> are you so excited, Sally? I'm pretty excited. Uh, I'm iffy. <laughs> I'm always uh, excited because I just like the show. So, like, yeah, I'm excited in that regard. It's an okay episode. <laughs> are you, oh, man. I really like this one. Uh, also, happy Valentine's Day. We're, re- we're recording Valentine's this Day. on Valentine's Day 2016. I feel like sometimes when we podcast, I just imagine somebody stumbling upon the relic of iTunes podcast, like, in the, in the very far future, <laughs> and, and they're just like, what is this technology, and That's who are these people? pretty crazy. <laughs> we, could, we could be like somebody's book report in the, in the way future. All right, yeah. let's sing, and then let's you TikTok. All right. Okay. <gasps> da, 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 da. together we've been <laughs> that's so funny because i was thinking wow we're so not together <laughs> no man you always are like <sighs> on a completely different interval and way Maybe slow so. and i'm always trying to get you to go faster <laughs> such a weird valentine's day i don't want so. to uh yeah. i know okay so let's recap what's going on with a quick little tiktok all right so this is actually a perfect episode for valentine's day which I know you may not be listening to it on Valentine's Day. I think it is because, honestly, it goes through – there's a lot of couple things going on. Okay? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> this is going to be an episode where I like a lot of stuff and Sally's just, like, <laughs> mad about her whole existence. Um, so it, it picks up right after the last episode uh, left off, so which is fun. So we get to see everybody's reaction to yeah, winning. He was reelected. Hooray. Hooray. So we see uh, President Bartlett and... I Mrs. was so Bartlett. on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I know. I know. And here you are, yeah. still still on the edge of your seat. So there we've got yep. Bartlett and Abby trying to celebrate, uh, <laughs> but has, has television without pity nicknamed this episode, POTUS Interruptus. Thank you, Pam, for yeah. that mention. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, there's also... Uh, more developing with Toby and Andy. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's going on. Uh, Leo is celebrating is. with Jordan or trying to as well. Uh, Josh and Amy, Donna and Jack. I mean, I'm serious. This is the perfect Valentine's Day episode. I don't know if, I mean. That's true. I'm surprised that's you didn't get Everybody's getting some action. Yeah. Everybody's shipping. Yeah. Except yeah. for C. Well, everybody's trying to. Not trying to, but yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so it's like real life. Uh, CJ gets upset about Chris Whitaker, who's a pollster that Bruno, <laughs> yeah. that Bruno contracted, who is on TV taking a lot of credit for the win and his involvement in the campaign, and nobody knows who he is. Chris <laughs> Whitaker. Pretty funny. Yeah. Pretty it's, funny. It's funny because CJ gets caught up in it, and Bruno doesn't care. So that's the that's the process story. Oh, also there's a coup d'etat going on in Venezuela. So yeah. 
you, I mean, we can talk about it, but basically, the moral of the story is that it's not just how where you end up, but it's how you get there that's important. So is that the moral? <laughs> that's that's generally there's some, there's some stuff going on in California too. Oh heavens to Betsy, I'm like blocking out all of the Sam stuff. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Sam. We all know made that promise to the widow that he would run in the special election should her husband uh, win posthumously, which he did. So Sam is screwed. Everybody knows about his agreement with the widow. Now he's trying to decide if he should call off his promise or not. So yeah. that yes. is everything in a nutshell. Take it away, Sally. <laughs> um, well, we can start with the Sam story because okay. I did like... It, parts of it. Um, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the coming out of the news. The how everybody finds out in the beginning of the episode. He Sam is is pretty much freaking out, and he's talking to Donna, and Donna, you know, Donna's doing her whole doing cake thing, and she's trying to sort of calm him down, and and they're watching the news, and the newscaster announces that there is a rumor that Sam Seaborn is going to be filling the spot and running in the election and everyone just goes dead quiet and then he goes to talk to he goes to find CJ and Toby and Josh and they're just you know they're doing the whole one of them's like is the president endorsing Sam and they're like I don't know Toby is the president endorsing Sam so it's it just it was really funny it was really enjoyable it was also it was funny and enjoyable but it also like I feel like when Sam I feel like he's very concerned about how they're going to react. He's, like, upset that, like, sure. he didn't get to tell them. He's running to sort of find them and do damage control. And I think that's kind of, I think it was sweet. It shows the depth of their friendship, which we know, well, you know, already. But he was, he 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 was bummed that they found out that way. I, I thought, anyway. Yeah. I mean, he was, like, shouting their names down the hallway. <laughs> he's like, Toby, yeah. Josh, CJ. But I was kind of surprised at the reaction. But honestly, at that point, they don't believe that he's really going to do it. You know what I right. mean? Like, because if they really yeah. thought he was, I thought they would feel more, like, betrayal. A, that he would leave or want to leave or angle to leave and that he wouldn't right. tell them. So, like, I was kind of surprised by their response, but we definitely see that develop throughout the episode. Yeah, I think so, for sure. Because, yeah, at first they're in disbelief, and then Sam explains it, you know, like, oh, all these things, Aristotle, blah, 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 you know, he's saying all these things sort of came together, and they, they get it, you know, so they don't feel betrayed because of the explanation behind it. Right. Um, obviously, the thing I don't like about the Sam storyline is <sighs> Amy Gardner. Oh, man, okay, again, this is where we're gonna differ, is because I actually really like Amy in this whole episode. Nope. Uh, here's the thing. I guess, okay, here, actually, here is the thing. I didn't What's dislike the thing, Sally? Amy that much in the episode. I was not as annoyed with her in this episode as I usually am. Okay. However, I just hate how Josh reacts to her. I just hate that, like, <laughs> he, like, He's follows like her like a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. Genuinely, he is like a puppy. And I just, I'm annoyed to, like, see our, like... I don't know. I just like Josh being strong, and I don't know. I just am annoyed that he follows her like a puppy. Um, I'd rather him follow Donna or Joey Lucas or anybody else like a puppy uh, because I think that she just 
I don't know. But, like, so she suggests the Sam, she's like, oh, Sam should run. And it's that that makes Josh be like, huh, maybe he should run. And I'm like, why couldn't Josh just have come up with that on his own? I just didn't like any of that. I, I thought Amy was fine. She had the whole bedding thing going on with Toby. Uh-huh. She wasn't that annoying. Um, she was okay. I just don't like how she makes Josh act, which is not her fault. It's Josh's fault. Yeah. He's but I don't giving, like it. I he's don't giving it her lots of power. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And yeah, I don't and she, think she's... She's well. such a pro, though. She's like, oh, I'm gonna hang up my coat in your in your office. And she takes off her coat yeah. and Josh just goes, what? Like, he just... He shouldn't even say anything. He's It's like he hasn't... Uh, yeah. I mean, he doesn't get to be, like, a young guy. Like, he just lives his job. So, like, I suppose if there's, like, a beautiful woman coming to your office and flirting with you, you get a little dumbfounded. Or a lot dumbfounded. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair, but it just... I don't know. I liked it when... I Because I think we talked about this a few episodes ago. I don't remember if it was... I don't remember which episode it was, but the episode where... She, oh man, I don't even remember what she's doing because she does so many annoying things now. But there's one episode that I specifically remember commentating that, like, I was glad that he was, like, standing up to her. That I was glad he was like, no, Amy, like, this isn't right. Like, you're not doing the right thing here. Or, like, you're screwing me over here. You're being manipulative. You're being whatever. Right. And I liked that he, like, he, like, stood his ground. And mm-hmm. and then he just, you know, one step forward, two steps back in this episode. Opposites attract, like Paula Abdul. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I did, since we're talking about Josh, I did like when he was on the phone with Will Bailey and he's asking about the president's unfavorables as he's trying to kind of see what, (laughs) what kind of race Sam would be in and if he would get killed or not. And he's just, you know, like, oh, most operatives can recite that kind of thing, you know, at the upper level. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Josh is being his own little bit of manipulative there because he just wants to get his answer. He doesn't want to wait until the morning. So he... Throws that little line out there, like, oh, most people would be able to tell me that. Yeah. Hey, I mean, if you can bait people by knowing that their <laughs> their their vice is pride, may as well get what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly. Yeah. Um. Okay. Can we also talk about the fact that CJ's office is, as they put it, like the house of the rising sun? <laughs> yeah, I feel like we didn't really get much explanation about that. I mean. <laughs> I understand that they're celebrating, but why are they celebrating like they're in a hippie basement from the 60s? <laughs> like they're covering I mean, I their lamps. I thought it was fun, but like it was it was very random. It was they're, just like, okay. <laughs> they're burning incense. I have expected them to be singing like Jeremiah was a bullfrog or like Peace Train yeah. or something. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't even have anything else to add because I'm just like, yeah, I don't. It was it was funny, but it was funny to see them all there, but why? I don't know. Yeah. I guess they can't show them, like, maybe this is the TV version where they don't want to show everybody just being really hammered, you know? Like, this maybe. is what they would actually be doing after an election night. They'd probably all be drinking. And I right. think they were, you know, like, smoking cigars. But at one point, they go back to yeah, her office, they're not and they're all singing. The White House. Like, really? <laughs> okay. Great. Anyway. That's also the scene, though, where Chris Whitaker comes up into the conversation, because <laughs> he's on TV. Yes. Taking credit for getting the president reelected. <laughs> oh, man. I would be, see, I, obviously, we're with, with CJ on this. I would be pissed if there was a guy doing that. Or are you more like Bruno, where you'd be like, eh, just let that guy, you know, buzz off and do the process story. Um, 
I think it. I think it depends. What's funny is that I think it's funny that Bruno is the one who should be mad. I mean, obviously, this is the the point of the storyline is that it's funny that it's ironic that Bruno is the one who should be mad and he's not. And CJ doesn't have. I mean, she has stake in it, but not as much as Bruno, and she's the one who's more upset. Mm. I think I would be mad. I would. I would be mad if I were CJ. Like, I would be more likely to be mad on someone else's behalf. Versus if I, I had done it and like, yeah, like if I, if I'm in that situation and I know I did a good job and I'm, you know, like I'm whatever, then I wouldn't care as much. Does that make sure. sense at all? Yeah. Like, no, I'm more you're likely good to be friends. like, it's whatever. They can think what they want. Yeah. I, did, I know I did it, you know? Right. Um, but I, I'd be more likely to like be mad about it from the outside, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I for know. sure. And CJ makes a great yeah. point at the end, and she's like, <laughs> she's totally interrupting his mojo. Everybody's mojo is getting interrupted for the most part. Yeah. So so um, <laughs> yeah. Bruno's trying to mack on, like, all these women at the party, which, again, I thought was funny. I just think the whole, the yeah. whole scene is funny. But she says, you know, when you came into this, it was right on the heels of the MS cover-up, and so he was down by nine. He was predicted to lose to Richie, down by nine points, and then he won by, right. what, like 11 or something. So, you know, she just wanted him to get credit where credit was due. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's totally, totally fair. And I love how she um, shuts him down at the end, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was really great. She, because uh, I was, I, I can't, I couldn't remember how it was going to end and what she was going to do, and so I was looking forward to watching it, because, you know, when CJ sort of, gets on a mission like that. It's not the first time she's done that where you sort of know she's agitated about something and you're just waiting for it to come to a head and mm-hmm. it was fun. It was fun to watch her. Um, yeah, you pretty and much that guy. Oh, go ahead. I thought the guy was really well cast because he was just so like deer in headlights in that moment. I don't know. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I was just going to say yeah. that you pretty much can't tell any of the West Wingers to let something go. Like if right. they, no, 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 no. they're all very no. passionate people and they're smart and they're, they, they know how to win or they know how to go after it at least. And you can't tell them to let it go. Right. They're going to try to fix it. So kudos yeah. to you, CJ, Craig, <laughs> you Wiley yes. Minx. Uh, we could talk about, oh, there's a lot to talk about actually. We could go ahead and talk about the coup in Venezuela. I thought. Oh, great. <laughs> I know. I, well, I've been I waiting this whole time. I, I'm. Miss, I miss the days where, like, I cared more about the military action. Like, I feel like... There's a whole swath of listeners who, who miss that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I I just feel like... Um, I mean, I think a lot, several people have written in and said that they agree, like, that they didn't care I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, about certain storylines. Because I feel like in the first season or two, there were several, like... Um, yeah. International storylines or, like, mm-hmm. you know... I can't even think of the word... <sighs> National security storylines. Wow. Yes. I can't think of the word, even though we're in the middle of debate season and elections where, like, it's talked about all the time. Um, but I feel like we've had tons of those storylines that I did care about and that the stakes were higher in, and I just don't feel that way now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, it's weird. Um, I feel like they're just kind of throwing it in because we need to show that something happened on the world Yeah, stage. which makes sense. Yeah, because things are going on. Yeah, like, even if they're not the number one drama, and even if they're not the thing that's the most interesting, there's always something happening. So, like, I can appreciate it in that sense that, like, the president has to be worried about five million things at once, and so we need to keep showing these things. That makes sense. Yeah. In this episode, he's much more worried about 
Mrs. Bartlett <laughs> and all of the nerd talking that's going on. Yeah. It's... Which my only thing about this storyline is that there's so much time between when Sam interrupts them and when Toby interrupts them. So I don't like you. It's their own fault on the second one. Yeah. I mean, like, what have you been doing? Like, you know, like, I don't know. I just, that's the only thing that gets me. I think it's a funny storyline, but you know, when Toby comes up and knocks, or actually it's, it's Leo that knocks, uh, right. is talking to the president. I'm sort of just like, you know, the president's acting annoyed and da da da. He sort of sho- shoes Toby away. And I'm just like, dude, like, you, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. She's very scantily clad. Like, oh, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it when Toby shows up and he said, uh, Mrs. Barley, that's a lovely house coat you're wearing. I mean, she's like <laughs> yeah. barely wearing, like, a. And um, also, a even better top. when Sam. When the president tells Sam, eyes forward, mister. Yep. Oh, God. That was great, too. Yeah. I loved it. And it was all very enjoyable. Bartlett's, I loved like, nerdy hot talk. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. I loved Toby telling them. I loved Toby. You know, Toby had the moment, they're asking, why didn't you tell us until now? And, and Abby says he doesn't need babies. a reason. And Yeah, and Abby said he doesn't need a reason, and, and the president says... Yeah, but he's got one. And then Toby says that he was afraid of his Catholicism. Yeah. Which is interesting. Or not afraid of, but, you know. Intimidated. Yeah, intimidated. That's right. I thought that was interesting. I thought it was, I thought it was true to Toby. I I don't know. Like, it kind of felt like it was out of nowhere for a second. But then I was like, no, I could, I could kind of buy that. But I'm also like, well, you yelled at him about his dad in the middle of the Oval Office. So I just don't know. Why you weren't intimidated then, but whatever. Yeah, the the boundaries are kind of fluid. But, uh, yeah, I liked that as well. And then, obviously, Abby was really moved by it. Yeah, it felt more familial than work relationship, you know? Yeah, so, I liked it, that. I nice like when. See. Yeah, I like when we have the moments of, like, oh, this is our, this is our family kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice. And he's what like, I know. don't like is... I don't, I feel like we are missing, I feel like we're being gypped of part of the Andy and Toby storyline. Like, I feel like we got a lot what? in this episode. I feel like we got a lot more. I no, feel no, like no, this we got a episode. lot. Yeah, don't get me wrong. We got a lot, but I, I'm just so confused about what is happening. I'm, yeah. I, because she calls him my man and yeah. she kisses him on the lips. Yeah. Like, okay, so you're, to, are you together, but you're not married? Like, I just feel like there's a, maybe there's been like a deleted scene. I know. Something somewhere that explains, like, any part of what's going on. Because I I liked Andy and Toby's storyline in this episode. But I just feel like still, I feel like we're missing one conversation or, like, something that's, mm-hmm. like, what is happening? Yeah, it's like two? there's, you know, it's like, like cookies that are missing, like, the baking soda. Like, it's, it has yeah. all the makings of something that is familiar and might make sense, but there's, like, definitely... And it's not in the performance. It's definitely in, like, we just need more screen time. We need a little bit more exposition to know kind of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. What I, another thing I liked about this storyline is that I was so frustrated with Andy for, like, the majority of the episode. Because I'm on Toby's side. I'm in Toby's camp. And I'm like, why can't you just release a statement? Like, just just do this one little thing. Like, I'm all... I'm, everything Toby's saying, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sensible, and right? And then, yeah, and then when they have that last conversation where Toby realizes that she's looking for a fight, 
I was still mad about it. I was like, that's so stupid. That's so dumb. Just release the statement. Until Toby says, he says something like, oh, I can appreciate that. Or I can get behind that. And you see him sort of be like, okay, like now I get it. And I really felt my like attitude towards it shift just when Toby's attitude <laughs> towards it shifts. Like because of that. Because I love Toby and like value Toby. I was like, no, I don't like it. And then Toby was okay with it. So I was like, like, oh, okay. okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm okay with it. Well, I agree. <laughs> However, it's frustrating because she he yeah. brought it up so many times and she shot it down so many times. Why did it take her like two or three episodes just to say Oh, this is why I'm resisting. You know, like why couldn't she yeah. have said, "Hey, I this is a this is the issue. I want to expose yeah. this like hypocrisy in the media and the constituency right. and all that stuff." But it feels like there's just a wall. It feels like there's a wall up. Like there's a lack of communication between them. And again, it feels like we're missing some tiny piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was cute. Mm-hmm. Like I loved it that she yeah. she just like goes up and kisses him, and she just says, you know, my man got the president reelected. Like it's really, uh-huh. it's there's more in this episode than in others, but yes, yeah, it definitely took a long time to get there. So yeah, more to come on the Toby and Andy front. Uh, we also yeah. have uh, well Donna and Jack. We didn't even talk about them yet. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> Everybody's romantic relationships are, like, inching forward. It seems, uh-huh. it appears that way. But yeah. I don't, I don't get any kind of, like, there's, like, a shred of interest from Jack to Donna. And at, like, the very last line in their interaction. Like, up until the very end when he says, like, he broke the ashtray because she's blonde or something. Like, up until then, yeah. he's very cordial, but I, I get no romantic energy from him. I sort of felt like, well, I think they had more romantic chemistry and interest in the first episode, and I really sort of felt like this one was totally different because it was, he was just starting this job, and he was, that was the vibe I got, was like, oh, hey, you're here, and you're cute, but like, this is my first day in the White House, and I have to go to this briefing, and I have to do this thing in 20 minutes, and, like, I felt like he was almost trying to be more businessy and cordial. But even the um, first one, I didn't get anything. Like, I feel like no? he was kind, but not, like, flirty in any way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just guess, two yeah. young, good-looking people, but other than that, I didn't get any- I mean, if you compare, especially with her, with she and, and Cliff, at least, yeah. you know? Like, that was definitely yeah, more. Yeah, that's fair. Over. I thought they were, yeah, they were a lot cuter. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I can, I can, I can see where you're coming from. I get okay, it. Okay, cool. All right. It's not, it's not <laughs> just me being crazy. You've convinced me. <laughs> All right. Um, Leo and Jordan also have some snuggle time. I love, it's yeah. just great all around. We yeah. didn't have much Charlie in this cute. episode, but other than that, there's a snuggle time going on for everybody. They're dancing out in the... What do they yeah. call that place? I don't know. The portico. The portico. And then dancing in his office. I mean, yeah. it's just nice <laughs> to see that side of Leo. He, you know he's it just is. so smooth. It's, he is Frank yeah. Sinatra. I mean, yeah. basically. It's fun to get for, I mean, I've said, I said this in another episode. I think it was the debate episode. But it's fun to have a win. And there's a lot of other stuff going on. Obviously, there's, you know, the Venezuela thing that he's dealing with. But it's fun for Leo to just be having fun and to be, you know, in a good mood and happy things happening. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I like this episode. I just feel like it, it was just a difference. It was more, definitely more relaxed, you know, when you get yeah, to different some other pace episodes. Mm-hmm. than we're used to, right? I mean, the House of the Rising Sun is enough to point to on that. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the Sam storyline is probably the highest stakes sure. storyline. And, yeah, I mean, because the other thing is, oh, is, is President Roller going to get lucky? Is there Venezuela? But, like, we sort of know from how the Venezuela thing is set up that it's not going to be that big of a... Right, it's not going to take such ...situation, stage. you know? Yeah, you can just tell. Oh, one thing I did notice, a thing that I love about the West Wing is, and, and I think I've mentioned this in broad strokes before, but this was a good example... When Colonel, um, I can't remember his name, but the Colonel comes in to tell Leo about what's going on in Venezuela, and when he starts talking about it, he's listing all these cities, and, you know, so-and-so shooting at so-and-so, and and then so-and-so fired here, and all of these things are happening, and you're just like, okay, what? I didn't catch all of that. Unless you're an expert in, you know, Venezuelan names, and, you know, what's (laughs) geography and all that, Um, but which most people aren't, if Let's be honest. Uh, I don't think that's just me. Uh, but then in the very next scene, Leo goes to Jordan and is like, oh, there's going to be a coup in Venezuela. And you're like, oh, okay. And I think yeah, the West Wing does a great job of that. Notes. Right. That it didn't feel, it doesn't, well, it doesn't feel, it felt organic. It felt like whatever. It doesn't feel like you're being lectured. It just is like, oh, here's what just happened on the down low mm-hmm. between us. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. here's the layman's term. And I think, I do think Aaron Sorkin does a good job of that, of, We've talked before about how he doesn't treat his audience like they're dumb, but at the same time, he will explain things in a way, he explains things in a way that, like, doesn't make you feel like you're dumb. Right. So, that was just one example that I noticed that I like, I liked about it. Gosh, I would be such a sucker if I were Jordan, or really most of these people, because if the guy that I was, like, hanging out with had to, to, like, excuse himself to go work and he came back and he's like, ah, (laughs) there's a coup d'etat in Venezuela, I'd be like... Just be my boyfriend, because that's all that power. So I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's so, yeah. It's amazing. Um, there's also, we didn't talk about this in the TikTok, but I enjoyed seeing Will Bailey in oh, good. California. Yeah, we're going he, episode by episode with you, right? On your, yeah, your yeah, Will yeah. report? Yeah, I thought, I liked that he was just ready to go to sleep. I thought that was, you know, even though the party was going on, blah, 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 I, he was like, no, 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 I haven't. I can't stand up anymore. Um, I thought that was kind of fun. That was his moment of celebration. You know, like, I did it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Um, I didn't like the comment about the sister's dress. I, oh, I just, you did no. it? No. I, that's not something my brother would ever say to me, ever. Because really? It like, it, yeah, because it, like, acknowledges the fact that you are you look good in that dress. And that just feels weird to me. <laughs> no. I feel like it's a pretty common thing. You people and it brothers might be and a sisters, common thing you to write like, into us. It might be, I mean, it's definitely a common thing to, like, be protective and to be, you know, stuff like that, but to literally to look at your sister and be like, uh, don't be, don't wear that dress. Like, he, like, I, mm, the way he said it, because it wasn't like the dress was, like, too revealing. I don't know. It was just, no, don't. <laughs> but then he sort of was like, oh, never mind, so that's fine. Yeah, he, he, uh, in the very classic West Wing way. We need to, like, coin a phrase for that. Because if, when they stop caring, like, mid-sentence. Yeah. They, che- they just check out. They either stop caring about things mid-sentence, or they care about them a, just a ridiculous amount for the entire episode. Yeah. They, there's really no in-between for them. No. Uh, there weren't that many, like, 
quippy lines. I didn't, or at least I didn't think so. The one that I liked was just yeah. like when Josh and Amy are talking and and Josh was like, ooh, angry house Democrats. I'm shivering. Hold my hand. You know, just being really <laughs> facetious. Right. But other than that, I didn't have, there, there weren't a lot of lines that I even wrote down. Actually, I think that was it. No. The Sam says to the president, Sam's telling the president about that he's running in California, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, he says something like, am I supporting you? And Sam's like, well, I'm not really running. And then President Barlow's like, then I'm behind you 100%. Yeah, that was good. that line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there weren't a lot of, there really weren't a lot of fast quotes. Not really notable one, quotables so. on this one. But. Yeah. I liked, there wasn't really an SAT word. I would say confluence. It's not really that tricky or anything but i just don't ever hear yeah. people use it in my circles so i either neither yeah. need to get new friends or start using confluence <laughs> more um is it possible to pick an mvp do you i was anybody's? literally just thinking i don't know if i have an mvp like th- did anybody win this episode i really I don't... feel like they did it it was pretty <sighs> balanced although i i really did like i liked amy as like a flavor in this little nope stew i liked it i liked she was like a crouton in the salad of this episode i thought it wasn't like it wasn't integral i could have maybe lived without it this is weird because i don't eat salad so this is a horrible metaphor but i i liked the i liked the bedding and the the i like her moving about it but i don't think i'm allowed to give her mvp (laughs) not if you want me to keep podcasting with i know i would get kicked out of my own podcast Um, I, I mean, maybe CJ, I love when she goes off on that guy, maybe Sam, because I think it is kind of noble for him to decide to go do it, to go run. Um, yeah, I really don't have anyone. I think I'm going to have to take, take a knee on this one and pass. Take a knee. All right. Yeah. That's so boring, but I'm just, eh. Well, so process stories, man. There you go. Yeah. If you guys have thoughts or feelings on it, send them to us. We love reading them. Yeah. You can email us at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Winging It Pod. And on Instagram yesterday, I just put out a bunch of West Wing Valentines, which yeah. you're probably you're probably listening to this on February 15th, but you can save them for next year. Or just for, like, a rainy day, if you have a friend who's also a big wing nut, you can send them to them. And that's all I have to say about that. Next episode is yeah. Swiss Diplomacy. Yes. Woohoo! I like it. I don't remember what that so. is. Do you? Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. We'll talk about it when we get there. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a great right. day. <laughs> Bye, guys.